Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We're rolling. Hello, my name is Mike Goldman and welcome to the mic. How can I stuff up in the first I don't know. Seconds? I feel like you're winning at life right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I, no, but I did. Like that was, that was, um, I forgot what I was going to say. You your name usually, like an introduction, yeah. <clears throat> who you are, what it's you right. do. We can edit that out. <laughs> Hi, my name is Mike Goldman. Welcome to On The Mic. It has been a while. I haven't done a show for a while. Have you? Yeah, that's probably why I'm forgetting what the hell I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> this beautiful girl next to me is the amazing Michelle Stevenson. She is <gasps> the national news director. director for Nova and you hear her every day on the, the show with Kate, Tim and Marty. It goes out to millions of people. Yeah, well, like just a casual 1.5 million Australia The number one drive, drive show in Australia. Yeah. That's incredible. And I'm related to Kate, so I'm always going to promote that. Are you really? She told me. <laughs> you she are She came not. up to me at the, the ACRAS one year, which is a radio industry. Yeah. Words. Hey, Mikey, you know we're related? I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you want to borrow money or something? What's this all about? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she wants to borrow money off you. How are you related? I'm intrigued. Uh, it's uh, it's like uh, her family married my family right. in, in Walgett or somewhere out in the Tamworth area because yep. that's where a lot of the Goldmans are from. And so uh, distant country cousins we are. There you go. I'll be sure to mention that when I see her today. And and Marty and I were engaged for a while, but I don't want to go into that. <laughs> but now he's lost some weight yeah. and he's moved on. He does. He, he looks amazing. He looks amazing. He's looking pretty good. I know. But uh, that's not all you do. You do an uh, amazing amount of stuff. Uh, you, you even lecture to uh, young upcoming journalists I try to. Well. At, yeah, at McClay College for uh, lecture journalism, um, specifically radio because that's what I do. Mm. Um, but, yeah, when I'm not doing that, I'm doing Today Extra, Today Show, Weekend Today. Oh, um, yes. You know, I, I actually saw... Or, uh, we have a little thing we could do called the last post. We may as well do it now. Your last post on Instagram. <laughs> I know. It, my last post was a picture of me with the crew on Today Extra. I was on with Richard Wilkins and David Campbell and it was exceptional. I love those guys. <laughs> do you know, I got my start in radio when I was 13 with Richard Wilkins. Oh my gosh. He was running the promotions department at Today FM. That's brilliant. And my dad, Grant Goldman, was on The Breakfast Show yep. and uh, Richard reprimanded me for stealing pencils and taking them to school. <laughs> I can't imagine him reprimanding anyone. But yeah, you and you can hear him on Smooth FM. Well, both him and David Campbell are on Smooth FM, which is, you know, part of the Nova Entertainment The brand. media institutions, yes. those guys. With, with Sonia Kruger on the show. I love Sonia, obviously. Oh, worked with her yep. as well many a time. And your, I, I love your podcast as well. Yes, who doesn't love politics? It's We've great. kind of taken a break, but we're going to bring it back, especially as we're heading into a federal election and a New mm. South Wales state election. So there's lots to talk about. There, there is so much to talk about. That's what I want to talk about today. I mean, just had the State of the Union with Donald Trump. Oh. I, want to, I want to talk about Clive Palmer and he's spending something like $50 million on advertising and marketing. He's, yep. he's bought up all the billboards around every major city, which is with the same picture of him going, hey, make <laughs> Australia great again. Uh, a lot of, lot of the uh, the news services, I've heard them doing stories about the fact that he's he's spamming everyone and, and none of them seem to understand and they can't come to a conclusion as to why they think he's doing it but I have a theory yeah we'll, we'll talk about that we want to talk about ScoMo the Stephen Bradbury of politics because everyone fell over and he's just got the job now <laughs> he's a, I call him the the daggy dad of politics 
He's the daggy dad of politics. Let's start with ScoMo the mofo. Like <laughs> seriously, he he's just like a deer in the headlights. He, is is he, he actually is. got a chance? Um, has he got a chance? No, he definitely doesn't. I don't think um, – well, we all know that – I. The current government is not going to be in in the next election. I can safely say that. I'm pretty sure. Well, when they're spending so much time and money just photoshopping one of his sneakers to make it look perfect. Yeah. and <laughs> They're panicking about those tiny little things. And it, it's so funny. Like, you know how, uh, you know how, like, Bill Shorten likes to get out there in uh, in like vests, like work vests, and uh, get on mm. job construction sites. And then you had Tony Abbott, who who wasn't who was a bit partial to an onion. Um, yeah. You've got Scomo there, always around, rocking the uh, the rugby league Cronulla Sharks. Hat. And he still and- loves the promo. I mean, remember <laughs> when he walked into Parliament holding some coal? Oh, loves a promo. And Cole, I mean, Cole is the future. Mm. I don't understand why people aren't getting their heads around this. Cole is absolutely the future. Well, it's the future for a certain amount of time. Like, mm, um, not the I, future. I, I've, I've, got a, I've got a few friends who, uh, who work in the coal industry. And, and my dad has a national radio show, goes out to a lot of regional country mm. areas on uh, 2SM. Uh, Shane Davey, the editor of Coalface magazine, we regularly talk about this. And yep. I mean, I'm someone who, you know, believes in solar energy and believe, yep. you know, all, all of the, the amazing fantasies about it that, that maybe one day that we could actually have solar energy and uh, and all sorts of different and thermal energy. There's so many different ways yep. that you can do it. Like my friend's place where I'm staying in at the moment in Sydney, like it's, it's this huge apartment block. But it's all off the grid. He's actually getting a check. See, now that's amazing. Every month yep. from the electricity company because it's it's creating so much energy. Mind you, it's a big place and internally him and his wife who live there. But I, I, I think at the moment we're being left behind. Yeah, 100%. And I think, I think what we need to look at it is like a more of a holistic approach. If you look yeah. at like medicine and, you know, if we go to a naturopath or we go to a doctor, it's like combining the two. I think we can do that with renewables and with coal. Mm. I don't think we need to get rid of coal completely, but I do think we need to have some strategies for how we're going to move forward because it isn't, it isn't going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. Um, Gas also, we have we have a real thing with um, gas. We export more than we we consume, mm. which is is a bit of a problem. We're not thinking long term, I don't think. Mm. So um, what's going to happen is we've committed to export a large percentage of the gas that we produce. Meanwhile, we don't have enough for our own homes. Mm. So it's shooting our own prices up. Prices it, are going through the roof when we're sending yeah, stuff really overseas cheap. and they're paying less than yes. we are here. It's and, really it's, and it's ours coming out of our ground. Yes, but the problem is it hasn't been regulated fully. So, mm. you know, we've got these companies that are coming in and taking our natural resources, selling them for a massive profit, barely paying any tax. Mm. I mean, that this was what the whole uh, mining royalties tax was about, which for some reason did not get through and I don't understand why the public didn't get on board with this Mm. but you know these companies are making massive profits on essentially resources that should be shared not not only that I mean um, rather than making money for other countries like like we sell our coal at 40 to 100 dollars a ton and then the Japanese sell it back to other countries for twenty thousand dollars a ton. <laughs> it, so it doesn't make sense. This is one of the things that, that Clive Palmer is talking about yep. doing at the moment. I mean, he obviously knows a bit about mining. Yep. He's had a few mines. Some yep. worked, yep. some didn't. <laughs> but he said, why don't we have industries in New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia that actually do all the refining and, and you know, use those materials and then sell
sell it overseas rather than the Japanese making $20,000 a tonne and us only making $20 a tonne. Yeah, it, it absolutely makes no sense. I think there's a whole bunch of things that we need to look at. It's a, it's a similar situation to the whole um, the whole lamb, like, you know, when we, we were sending the sheep overseas yeah. uh, because we're sending them live exports. You know, we do. if we looked at what, say, New Zealand does, they, um, they disseminate and they dissect the lamb before they send them over and make more of a profit and then there's not that issue of, like, live sheep exports. Well, I mean, so, that's, that's this, you know, comes down to certain religions that have to have it live so they can see it being killed, facing the north, standing on one leg and, and only eating <laughs> and a certain I food. I understand that, but, like, maybe get them from somewhere else. It's, it's yeah. really it's it's really. But that's a money stuff. thing because, like, people that are sending over, yeah, sure, they don't care about the animal. No, They're like, not. okay, we'll just send it overseas and we get a, we get more money for doing it that way, but... That's where we, you know, got to got to have a little bit of a heart. These are living things. Yeah. Sure, some of us eat them, some of us don't. I, and I don't think the issue is that, um, you know, they're going to be live, going to be slaughtered over there. It's the it's how they're done, transport. how it's done. It's the transport of it. It's like, you know, these are things that we we need to start paying attention to. I mm. think. Karen's trying to stop that. I think. Karen, Karen Phelps. Phelps yeah. yeah. I mean, Karen Phelps is a fabulous woman. I had her on um, yeah, my show in the in the lead up to that um, by election, which was very fascinating. And I have to say, Dave Sharma as well was quite impressive. Mm. Um, he just was the. Do wrong you think side. Dave Sharma <laughs> would have had more of a chance if if ScoMo just shut up and didn't didn't, yeah. didn't say things to try and bribe the Jewish people in the election? Yeah. There are a lot of and Jewish that- people in the Eastern suburbs. Like, oh, I'm going to move the uh, the Australian embassy here in Israel. No, I'm going to move it here. I mean. It's like he didn't even know where he's going to move it. In yeah, the and and th- that was a that was a real problem. And he wasn't really speaking to the Jewish community because you know he he'd done it um, he'd done it like too late. Most of them had done their postal votes. But I think um, Dave Sharma has a lot to say and and offer. And you know I spoke to him briefly about climate change. Mm. I think the big thing at the moment is the coalition is not attacking climate change. They're saying, yeah, we kind of believe in it, but they're not really offering a solution. And we need policy and we need Mm. to be driven by policy. And I think Dave Sharma had some ideas about that. And they kind of contradicted, I think, um, the coalition's stand on it. So I found that interesting. Well, that's the thing I'm finding, and and a lot of people are frustrated with the Liberal and Labor government, you know, running a Westminster system format that's been around since Captain Cook days. All it is is like, I think this, I'm going to argue it. I think this, I'm going to yeah. argue it. Because they all just want to be in charge and they all want power. Yeah. That's why you know, along comes someone, I guess, in the US like Trump who has nothing to do with politics. He's just a businessman, like him or hate him. He had a reality show so everyone knows who he is yeah. and ends up getting in. There's a lot more to it than that. But could could we see someone like Clive Palmer yeah. being, being our next prime minister, and making Australia great again? Because he's someone that's coming in with fresh, new, innovative ideas. They're not arguing with some with Clive Palmer on anything that he says. They're ignoring him, yep. and they're just saying, "Oh, we just wish Clive Palmer would pay back the millions of dollars he owes to the people in the nickel refinery." Well, look, the nickel refinery stuff is isn't great, and I do think that needs to be rectified. And mm. I do think he did. There are some underhanded dealings that went on there, mostly to do with his. Um, I think it's his nephew. Yeah, his nephew's um, on the Mitz, run. Or who's on the run? Um, who's apparently <laughs> he doesn't even sick. know where he is. He can't, yeah. he can't travel because well, he's Clive, sick. Well, Clive, Clive so. wasn't wasn't running the company, but he was on the board. Yeah, because uh, he was in. Parliament at the time because yeah. I did a little bit of digging and the only stories I can s- seem to get on it are 
anyone else in opposition to Clive or doesn't yeah. like him saying horrible things about him that he owes millions of dollars. And you go back a few years ago and all the newspapers are just saying the obvious. The, his nephew ran away and they can't find him yep. and he owes all this money. And he and look, Clive did withdraw money from the company while it was going under. So I think that's kind of the issue. And, and the problem is a lot of people lost um, superannuation and, you know, important stuff like that. Mm. So it did kind of affect, you know, um, the average person who was working at the, mm. the mine at the time. Well, I was, I was looking at his uh, Make Australia Great Again party. What's he call it? The, <laughs> he, stole, he stole the name of a party that was around oh, years ago. It's, yeah, it's it's similar to like Pauline Hanson's, you know, uh, one one. The nation. United Australia Party. Yeah, that's it, United Australia. The, the UAP. <laughs> and, and so he's, uh, he, he's, he's in his policies. I was just checking him out last night when I'd had one too many wines. So forgive me if I get this a little bit wrong. But he was basically saying that uh, in, in his policies that the government needs to help businesses that are going under so that we can keep people in work. So he's obviously talking about the nickel mine yeah. and, and getting money from the government, which... I was catching a vibe that yeah. maybe that was going to happen when he wanted to close it down because like any businessman, if something's not making money, you yeah. want to close it down. Yeah. Government was supposed to bail him out. Oh, no, you have political aspirations. Stick it up your ass, mate. So now he's gone, all right, this is war. And he decided to uh, to take on every single seat in the upper and lower house Which I, for the look, next election. To be honest, I love Clive Palmer. I think he is kind of he is that kind of Trump figure. Mm. And Trump, whether you love him or hate him, he's been a breath of fresh air. And as a journalist, he just gives me content day and night. Mm. Clive Palmer does as well. There have been the odd times though where Palmer has spoken and he's made absolute sense. Yeah, like and he says like, so many things. He does that make sense. Like uh, who doesn't want a fast train? Everyone, how long, how long, how long have they have been, been talking, talking about, about that? This. And, I know. And, and you know what else? Something that we don't do in Australia that they do in the US that seems to work quite well. If you live in regional areas, you pay less tax. Right. And we're constantly complaining about not having people moving to regional areas when they come here as new immigrants. Hey, why don't you live in Tamworth? It's an amazing place. They're even, even talking about making it law that you have to move there for at least yes. the first year that you're here. So why not make them pay less tax? They're not using the infrastructure that we have exactly. in the, in the and capital the, and cities. And that makes complete sense Like even me. Vegas. I think Vegas you pay less tax living there as opposed to uh, living in New York or LA. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they do have stuff like that. I mean, the system, America is run very differently to mm. Australia. Like each state is kind of like its own country, which is so bizarre to me. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that California can tackle climate change on its own, but mm. then other states can't, mm. it's 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 very bizarre. But get this, like he also said uh, anyone who's a first home buyer gets $10,000 off their home loan as a tax deduction. Every year, amazing. I mean, that's going to help. I mean, there is such. Well, why don't we have? Why don't we have our politicians saying innovative stuff like that? Because our politicians are feeding the people who pay them, essentially, who are the donors. The the they they basically speak for a portion of society who have a lot of money, who um who really want to feed feed the policies that continue to support their lifestyle. I mean, if you look at the franking, the whole conversation about franking, which is kind of I don't know if you're across it, but this yeah, whole, who's Frankie? So. <laughs> This whole franking conversation about, you know, um, self-funded retirees, how Labor wants to get rid of um, that. I mean, this is a really fascinating and a good example of the rich instituting something that no other country has and does not make sense. So basically, you've got self-funded retirees who are getting taxed back on, on dividends that they never paid for. So it's like... 
it's really bizarre. So they're getting taxed back for something that, that never really they'd never paid tax on. Mm. So it, it's just like this really confusing thing well, that's been there. Well, let me just uh, mention another Clive Palmer thing. <laughs> I was talking about a uh, red last night is he wants to raise the pension by $150 a fortnight. I think it should be raised. that money is just going to come back into the country. And if I sound like I'm, I'm running for the Palmer party. Maybe you are. But I, I'm we'll not. Get it, we'll get him, uh, your, he'll get you on board. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm friends with Mrs. Palmer and a $5. That's about it. Yeah. But... Um, Clive Palmer, uh, you know what? I'm just just saying what he says on his website, and yep. if, if he actually came through with this stuff, then great. But uh, he was saying um, something along the lines of, uh, you know, if if the the uh, retirees are on a pension, they're getting $150 more every two weeks. It's going to go back into the economy. And the facts on there, uh, he has a lot of facts for different countries and uh, how much people uh, get on the pension in other countries. We're one, we're one of the lowest in the world. Yeah, we are. Um, the, the thing is, it's really tough because we do have a massive, like the baby boomers kind of, you know, they're starting to retire. And the worst thing was they didn't really contribute a lot to um, money-wise and didn't really support themselves. They didn't have superannuation. Mm. So, you know, we're going to have – we have to find the money to support them and that's kind of where the issue is. I don't have a problem giving them more money. What I have an issue with is a lot of them are sitting on assets. Mm. So a lot of them are asset-rich because, you know, they, they're able you to buy houses. You cut the mattress and it's got so much cash yeah, in well, there. They just don't spend it. They were, they Get were, out there and spend it, you crazy oldies. Because they're <laughs> panicking they about everything. To, yeah, but they were able to buy houses when they were like $12,000 yeah. and then now they're worth like 2.5 million and you know they're 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 getting pensions from the government but they've got two five two point five million dollar houses so i do think that maybe they need to we need to start looking at assets as well in, in that mm. yeah you, you get that clive <laughs> you take some notes buddy and okay. i want to see the titanic as well everyone in australia gets a free ride oh on it gosh. when you finish the titanic and free rounds that. of golf once a year at your dinosaur golf course i want the dinosaur the Coast. didn't you get rid of that because i think it no, it's, i think it's still there collapsed i thought it just uh, I, fell apart i reckon it's a mistake because you must have told the people building it i just, I just want something for the miners. And they thought you meant little kids. So they put dinosaurs everywhere. No, the miners to play golf. You bloody idiots. No one's going to come here with dinosaurs everywhere. Try to hit balls. It doesn't like Clive Farmer. I don't that's, know if it does. That's really good. That's um, really good. Yeah, okay. So when is this election? Is it coming up in May? I mean, well, ScoMo was on the Today Show the other day saying, uh, it's May. I told everyone it's May. And everyone's like, did he tell you? No, no he didn't He didn't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, look, I've, it is looking like it's going to be May. I mean, what an interesting statistic is that the government, the federal government would have only sat for two weeks in eight months. Um, so it's like, I don't know what they're doing, um, but they're not doing their jobs. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, the federal election is coming up. It's going to be an interesting one. Um, I mean, Bill Shorten, he's doing the right thing. He's not really speaking much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Bill, shut up. If you talk, we're yeah. going to lose. Yeah, They've so, done so badly that if you just start talking, then, then you might be on the same playing field but as I them. do. I do feel like he's really smart in the fact that he hasn't spoken. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there have been times where he's just made Tanya Plebisek speak and mm. she and she's great and people like her and she's got a real following as well. She's Tony Abbott cops it, doesn't he? Like he's got get up, campaigning and door knocking oh, in, yeah. in his electorate. He's Who's he running up against now? Uh, it's... It's like a famous swimmer or yes, some um, Jane, athlete or someone Jane like Karen? that. No. 
Can't remember. Maybe. Yeah, but I think. Look, I don't have a lot of love for that mm. man, and I think um, the majority of the issues that we have now are mm. Tony Abbott, and mostly because he could not check his ego. Mm. He wanted to get back at you know the <laughs> that at the the sitting PM at the time, no matter how badly it affected the government, and now we're seeing the fallout mm. from that. Um, so the government have no one to blame but themselves. Actually, I hosted an event with Tony Abbott. It was a, f- a, a fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the North Shore. I just remembered. I don't know. I just wanted to tell you. Anyway, I had to introduce him and just, you know, say he had to read all the stuff. You know, he's a volunteer firefighter, volunteer surf lifesaving member. Uh, he He's done all these great things in Parliament as the Prime Minister. He stopped the boats. Uh, uh, I've read it all. And then when I got to the end, <laughs> we're in a, a, uh, a Japanese restaurant downstairs from the Manly Pacific International. Yeah. They're, they're bringing out all these boats with <laughs> Japanese food. Now, wait, wait, stop the boats. <laughs> Tony Abbott's here. <laughs> He's promised to stop the votes. But, you know, he got up there and just he cracked jokes and he won the crowd over. And yeah. it, it seemed like he's reinvented himself in a lot well, of ways and he wasn't as serious and no, he wasn't taking himself seriously because, like, what you said about him, uh, you know, is he couldn't check his ego. I think maybe he said some professionals say, hey, dude, you need to check your ego here. Yeah. And it looked like he had. Well, but what, from what I hear and everything I've heard from other journalists and from people who've worked with him, he's amazing. They love him. They yeah. said he's personable. Um, he's likable. He's, um, you know, he is all those things. I just think he's he doesn't transcend into uh, – it doesn't doesn't come across. Not very progressive. Yeah. Not, not about the future. And, yeah. You know, like oh, he was against gay marriage and Yeah, which is so like bizarre that. to me considering his sister. So I don't yeah. – yeah. yeah, it's a, it's all it's all very very bizarre. Is he representing his electorate? I mean, was it forty percent of them still voted no. that way? And you know, a lot of a lot of Labor people weren't representing their electorate either because mm. they were running in seats that were anti um, mm. anti gay marriage. So it's very it's you know it's it's really interesting. I think politics is in an interesting cycle. Mm. I think we're um, hopefully going to see some change. Um, is is democracy failing? I mean, look what's happened in the UK with Brexit, with you know Trump, and things are such a mess over there in the US. Well, they're saying it's a mess. So yes, Trump, everything's awesome. Uh, in Australia, you know, we we get have a new prime minister. What every two years is it? Yeah, it's uh, is it's that because democracy stopped? <laughs> and, and surely, surely, like uh, you know the the heads of you know Vladimir Putin in in Russia and and you know the King of China, the President of China. Well, I don't know what his name is. I can't remember. Yeah. But surely they go. Okay, we'll just wait till the election till we just shuffle a few things around and put up a few more you know yeah. spy towers. They're not going to notice it. They're too worried about their own stuff. <laughs> and it's so true. A lot of thing. A lot of things happen when it's like smoke and mirrors. Like yeah. they're, they're like, look what's happening over here. While over here we're not noticing that they're infringing on um, a few of our rights and like you know they're chopping down a few more trees and you know mining is they're digging more mines, mm. but. Um, I do think we're getting we're getting savvier. The Australian public, for some reason, like Labor when um, when Labor was in before the, the whole turnover to the coalition, Labor were doing some pretty amazing things, and we were doing well. And I don't want to say the, I'm not on either side. I don't we, want you said we though. <laughs> We meaning we labour? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know they they were getting um, they were getting a lot done and mm. the economy was booming. But we did for some reason Australians love to just have change, and th- it doesn't necessarily mm. mean mean for the better. Do you think Do you think people around the world? It's, it's not necessarily 
the fact that uh, democracy might be failing a bit, but people are just more woke, so to speak. Yes. People people getting facts and getting annoyed easier because they're finding out shit where normally it just sort of went under the carpet. Well, I do think, you know, we're in a period under where the people... Radar. Under the carpet? Under the carpet. <laughs> flying under the carpet. <laughs> I'm flying under <laughs> it the It was radar. swept under the rug okay. and flying under, uh, under, under the, the radar. radar. We got it. Swept under... Yeah, yeah. you got it. Um, I think people are more woke, but I also think there is this... Well, we can get into this whole thing about fake news, mm. but I think people have access to more information. Whether that information is correct or not, mm. um, my only issue, and you know, there's a whole reason why I listen to people that I don't necessarily agree with. Like I will always listen to Andrew Bolt. I'll read mm. Miranda Devine, and you know, there are times where I absolutely agree with what they're saying, mm. and there are times where I don't. I just think that we don't challenge ourselves as much as we should. Mm. We should be reading the things we don't agree with. Mm. We should be watching the things we don't agree with because too often we try to gravitate towards people that yeah. agree with us. And I'm, I think I'm that's what's us. Every day I, I actually try to go and read things that I don't agree with. And, you know, go and, yep. uh, like, you know, read different newspapers that I wouldn't normally pick up just because I want to see what the other half are thinking. Because yeah. for a long time people are just getting their news off Facebook and, and really a lot of the time it's it's just the it's algorithms repeating you. and you're yeah. getting exactly the same stuff and it's an echo chamber and they can see if you're disagreeing with stuff yeah. and they just won't let you see it anymore and you think, oh, I'm like everyone else, but you're not. Once you get out there in the real world and yeah. people are different to you, then Absolutely. You're, it's just turning everyone against each other. Yeah, and that's kind of like part of my job as a news reader and a news director. It's like, you know, we have to put, we have to do the news that doesn't necessarily represent my thinking mm. or where I live, but ha it has to represent, you know, Australians as a whole. And that is always a challenge with journalists. Mm. But um, it I- just have to be facts you have to yeah. try and stick to the facts as yes. much as you can which, which is tough because i do feel like there's this fine line between journalism and being and opinion and um you know a lot of people question what alan jones says because sometimes he delivers it as fact and sometimes it's not so but much he's fact. making an apology almost every week on his radio show for stuffing <laughs> something up lately yeah and you know he's coming at the end of his contract who knows what's going what's going to happen at the end but doesn't he own most of the station <laughs> He owns he a big share yeah. of the station. Yeah, and and then does. they ended up buying 2UE. This is 2GB in Sydney, the, the number one talkback station. Yeah. And uh, they bought the other talkback station and they basically cut off its balls and neutered it by turning it into a sports to station. A sports, but 2UE wasn't doing well anyway. Yeah. I mean, once once the competition kind of like dwindled with that, which is such a shame because they were both really great mm. um, stations mm. in their heyday. All very opinionated, I guess, right wing in the majority of them on those yeah. uh, on those radio stations and so what what we're sort of trying to get to a little bit there was um, how how does someone in your position you know running the newsroom and overseeing mm. you know uh, news that essentially goes out to millions of people every day yeah uh, you see stuff come through the fax machine or on email yeah. or whatever and you go <laughs> hang on a minute how many facts are actually here because if we get this wrong we're going to be on uh, on the news later tonight for, yeah. for stuffing it up and you know it's very interesting because people are always like how do you get where do you get your news from like it's like this whole like where does it come from? Um, we rely on a multitude of sources. Twitter's a big one. I know people are probably rolling their eyes, but as a journalist, you rely on Twitter a lot for breaking news because mm. you, you follow people that you trust. So um, I get a lot of news from that. Uh, and, you know, newspapers and a whole multitude of sources, we're always like looking at You just got to fact check. And, and I guess yeah. if, if you go into a whole heap of different sources and they're all saying the same thing, yeah. then, that, then that's news. Like and last it's night, it's about I was, trusting your source as last well. Last night, I was on, uh, on Facebook and I saw someone post. Um, Hi Henrik, uh, <laughs> I, I saw I saw him post something about um, the Red Cross had five hundred million dollars for people in Haiti, and they only built six houses. 
this is pathetic. And I'm like, that's not true. You've seen that somewhere and it's yeah. an ad click page. And I went and had a look. It's everywhere. Oh, right. Six houses, $500 million, Red Cross. What the hell? So, I mean, how come we're not hearing stories like that? Yeah. Or seeing stuff, stuff like that on the news? I quite often get asked these questions. Like, how come, how come you're not saying this? Like, it's this big conspiracy. Or the media. Like, the media, there's this big conspiracy to not tell people everything or the truth. I can tell you honestly, we give the news that people want to hear. Mm. If you wanted to hear those stories, I would 100% run them. But mm. no one really wants to hear them. They want to hear, they want to know the, the backbiting that's going on in politics. They yeah. want to know the death and the destruction. That's kind of what, no one wants happy stories. Mm. Well, I mean, if I'm walking down the street now and, and a backpacker who's getting a share of the money that they get off me for the Red Cross <laughs> uh, starts hitting me up and cracking jokes, oh, here he comes, g'day, governor, how you going? How you like to make it? I'll be saying, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, you should go and look at who you're working for. I'm and sure they do a lot of good work, but... I mean that that's but not a lot of these a lot of these charities aren't held accountable for a lot of that stuff as well like they get massive tax breaks mm. um they they can they basically run themselves like so the uh, the large portion of that money probably went to yeah. you know um lighting um offices Business class flights. Yeah, you well, know what I mean? Well, that's why Charlie Teo, you know, he left his own organisation because people are flying business class flights and having expensive offices and paying him hundreds of thousands yeah. of dollars a year. And he's like, we don't need this many people. We're trying to cure brain cancer here. Yeah. We only need an office with a small amount of people. We don't need to be flying everywhere and throwing these stupid parties and, and, and the, taking 90% of the money. And that's what um, and that's what a lot of these charities do. Like I, uh, I'm i on the Starball committee for Sydney, like for the Starlight Foundation, mm. and we do the Starball every year in Sydney. And I can tell you that pretty much the majority of that stuff goes yeah. to kids. You Like you see them, you're like, you can buy a wish for a child and then you see that wish come into fruition. So um, it's just about knowing a lot about what those what those places stand for and some of these some of these charities aren't necessarily good as well hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mm. Like I was saying before, you know, people are just waking up and they're realizing stuff yeah. and they're seeing news. And um, it, it, it's good to, to give people an insight into how you get your news every day. Because like you said, people ask you that a lot. And um, I'm, last night I was, uh, you know, looking at the latest news from the US and you know I, I look at everything from Infowars to BuzzFeed <laughs> yeah. or wherever to get all, yeah. all the different angles like we were saying but uh, apparently uh, I got this last night uh, there was this law which was the Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act that was signed by Obama two years ago and it put 160 million dollars in the kitty yeah. to basically stop disinformation and foreign propaganda. But a lot, what a lot of people are saying, and I guess you could, you could call this a conspiracy theory, and Bo Wars said it's true. Yeah, so, so it conspiracy, conspiracy. Uh, but Alex Jones <laughs> going con- conspiracy vibe, but uh, a lot of people have just been laid off on BuzzFeed yep. and Vice and a lot of very left-wing media that, that would always be against Trump. So but is, I, that where that money, is that where that money was going? But I, do you think they're left-wing because they're against Trump? Or are they just maybe just telling the truth? He, like, I, Trump says a lot of mistruths mm. and they he does. call him out on it. Does that mean they're left wing? 
they could be skewed a little left of mm. center. But, um, you know, it's interesting when I was doing my master's in journalism, I, I did a thesis and I looked at um, 2GB versus ABC mm. and I looked at their news and whether they were right wing or left wing. And what I found was that ABC ran more right wing stories than 2GB news did. So it's like we have, wow, we have really? this perception. That's interesting. Yeah, the perception is the other way. We have me. this perception that, you know, ABC's left, 2GB's right, but it's not necessarily the case. Um, I, I think that BuzzFeed do some amazing work. Mm. New York Times, Washington Post do some amazing work. Um, do I think that there's this big conspiracy theory? I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I think everything is going to be found out. It's like, you know, the people, the, the anti-vaxxers. Like, mm. <laughs> I've heard some really great conspiracy theories. But I think inevitably, if there was this massive conspiracy theory, we would know about it. Mm. Well, I mean, that the whole vaccine thing, that's, that's another topic. We probably need, oh, a, need a doctor don't. to jump in on that. But <laughs> don't don't go to Byron Bay with your kid. You're going to catch something. Or Sydney's East. Like Sydney's Is East. It really? Yeah, it's Sydney's East. Now. It's because it's all, it's all the rich people who go, I don't need to do that. I need to do that, do I? You're going to give my, yeah. my kid some sort of weird yeah. rash and brain disorder? Forget yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just people reading lots of information, but I guess not getting the right stuff. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, we, there's something else that I, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, which was very important, and I've completely Trump? forgot about it. State of the Union? Oh, yeah, it's it's State of the that? Union. Yeah, because we're talking about Trump. So Trump, yeah. Trump had his State of the Union the other day, and, and it was put off for ages because uh, he, he, they, the whole government he, he shut, shut the down. government down. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi said, you can't do the State of the Union because, you know, you've shut down the government. Yep. And he said, all right, you can't fly to Afghanistan on your little trip to go and visit the troops. And they, it was all tit for tat. Yep. She was up there applauding him for the State of the Union the other day, but I don't, I don't know. know if it was an applause. Or no, was, I, think, I think if sarcasm was a yeah. clap, that would have been it. Was it the clap that you you give your, your little kid when he came last in the race. Yeah, it's like, oh. So, yeah, you got to give him a bit of encouragement because well, you got to live with him. When she was clapping, it was like when he mentioned the whole women in Congress and how yeah. there's more women in Congress. I don't I – feel, I felt like he, he kind of took – ownership of that like it was him but you know there, there's these, a lot of mm. people kind of think well you know there's more women in congress because they were they did they got activated because you yeah. were you were running for president he did, he did play it like it was him oh you'll be ready for this i'm gonna give you something <laughs> yeah. like it was, I know. <laughs> he's I just know. Saying, saying facts and they were like all dressed in white they haven't been actually uh roger stone tweeted the other day <laughs> he's uh, actually early this morning he said i haven't seen that many democrats in white since they started the klu klux klan i know it was <laughs> That's I, horrible. You, I know it was it was <laughs> but they looked amazing and yeah. I, I felt like you know they did they did make a statement and what was interesting was Trump's daughter the one that no one talks about you know Trump's daughter that you know likes to party um, I can't think yeah, of her Ivanka. name at the moment no the other one there's another there's another daughter oh, there's a party daughter there's a party daughter and she was there and she was dressed in white so party Trump ironic. party Trump she's a party Trump look her up You'll, you you can hot. buy her as a doll a Barbie doll like it's party <laughs> Trump it's available party. now in stores <laughs> But yeah, so he um, he he had half the house standing up. Obviously, all the yeah. Republicans and cheering. And at the start, it, it looked like the the Democrats, you know, thought even Bernie Sanders was up clapping, and they were doing that five minute clap. And but by, by the time a minute yeah. goes by, they're they're not sure what they were clapping for. Yeah, and yeah. It's just a, I think it's just a big American hype pump up thing. Yeah, like the the. They're kind of shouting USA, yeah. USA. It's it's bizarre to me, but you know, Trump did some did some crackers during the speech, made some crazy claims. But one, which one of my favorites was when he, um, which was great, he named the time and the, like the, the the date and the place of his next meeting with Kim Jong Un, um, the North Korean leader, and he, Vietnam or somewhere is it? in Vietnam, yeah. yeah, February twenty seven and twenty eight. And then he said, uh, he goes, you know, if it wasn't for me, we would we would one hundred percent be at war with North Korea. And I felt like saying you, you kind of like we're edging America closer 
to that war by calling him Rocket Man and crazy yeah. names. So, but that's that's all in his book, like how to make a deal or the art of making a yeah, deal. You, which you just he put a, wrote. Put bucket no. loads of shit on him. Yeah, and, and then you go, okay, let's have a meeting, and they yeah. go, oh well, okay, I guess we better sort this out. Yeah, exactly. and then they'll come to the table, <laughs> and it's just his weird way of dealing with people. And I mean, it, he, it, I, I do think that if Hillary Clinton got in, we'd probably be at war with Iran. Yeah, I mean, she said that they, that America would be at war with Iran if she was in. Well, look, I don't think um, Trump has done all bad things. I think, you know, he he does, he is a man of his word. He just does, he does the things. The whole wall scenario kind of gets me um, and he used some shocking examples as to why we need to get a war and he basically said how the southern border is, you know, this whole, there's this whole, um, it's it's dire, like we really need to sort this out and mm. kind of scared people into it and was talking about, you know, illegal aliens murdering um, people. That was, in, was that Albuquerque or where was it? Yeah, New Mexico just, or somewhere? It was, there's this, the worst city in America but now it's one of the best because they put a wall up. Yeah, so he really focused on the wall mm. and how they were going to make that happen but what did he talk about gun control? Not a, not a word. Did he talk about, you know, um, climate change? Not at all. I mean, guns, Americans kill more Americans than terrorists or illegal aliens. Like, mm. this is, it's just, it's mind-boggling to me that he can have, be so so for something and then not even look at how guns are a real issue. He's in just making country. his fans happy because it's oh. it's the fans said, you're going to build a wall, you got to build that wall now. And, th- and that's what he said. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm going to build a wall. And he, he he made that promise. But there there were a whole bunch of other things that I just, he kind of went on for a very long time. Mm, it's like um, two hours or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was one of the longest. I did a Clive Palmer in Parliament and fell asleep. <laughs> What? Did you see his son? His son was actually sleeping. Um, his youngest son was asleep in the seat. <laughs> that which is, kid. What's yeah. it, wait, is he going to grow up to be a serial killer or? Oh, I, I just, he's a cutie. I, 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 I hope so. he's okay. I mean, and and the whole fact that his wife Melania is—it's like Weekend in Bernie's. Is she alive? I feel like knocking and going, "Hello, you in there?" Like, she got a good good round of applause. Last night, the state yeah, of the yeah, because she hasn't been seen yeah. for like months. So we don't even know if that's her. It could be a robot. We don't know. Are, are they still in love? That's the question. <laughs> Do they still do it? Put that little picture uh, in your head. Do they do it with the I lights mean, out? I just, I can't even. Is, she, is he still paying for the whole Stormy Daniels thing? Yeah, 100%. She's still bringing it up at the dinner Stormy table? Stormy Daniels, if you need to follow anyone, follow her on Twitter. She is sassy as. It's Hey, hilarious. Donald, Donald, you want some dinner? You want to eat outside? No, it's a bit stormy. <laughs> Should we go for a holiday to Mar-a-Lago? No, it looks a bit stormy. We cannot fly. I don't know if that's how she talks. <laughs> Ah, oh, good on her. Yeah, she's she, you know someone that's just ended up in the position that she probably never in a million years thought she'd be, and I think she's handling oh, quite well. Yeah, I do. And look, I do think it was it was probably a pretty scary position for her to end up in. Mm. Um, you know, a former model, and you know she doesn't have a lot to say, and I do feel bad for her. She always manages to put her foot into it. Will he get in in twenty twenty? Uh this is a this is going to be tough. I think he has a good shot. I think he creates enough um, belief that he is making America great again. Mm. I think he is a master manipulator, so I do think he might get in. Well, yesterday he said more women working than than ever in America, but that's the population's growing, so I I guess there's going to be more women working. And also, was that true? I mean, if we went and fact-checked... He just makes stuff up, yeah. He he (laughs) basically does. I can't just say what he said and think it's true. Yeah, it's like... Can you do that about any politician, though? Well, they do here, though. You know, the ABC has... 
has that fact checking thing, and like quite often it's a lot of them are lying. <laughs> what about what about more? Uh, you know what? The one thing that I, I do like about Trump, I mean, there's there's a few things, but uh, he did something Obama didn't do, and he changed the uh, the legislation. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. Where if you're a uh, Afro American person in jail, then uh, you can apply to get to get right. out sooner. Well. There, but there's a, there's another thing too that um, they were trying to vote on in the the last lot of elections was that you know if you have served time in um, certain states when you get out and no matter how small the crime um, well it if it's like a like a federal crime if you nonviolent nonviolent if you serve time at all you can't vote ever. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's there's these weird laws that America has that, you know, kind of really haven't progressed. That A lot of the things aren't very progressive. I mean, this is the same country that thinks you have the right to bear arms. Hmm. I mean, they could have. It could have been hot, and they could have been talking about how you can have bare arms. Like, just take your shirt off. Like, no one knows. <laughs> like, what? guns are a problem in America, <laughs> but that's that's never going to change. I mean, that's the that, lobby. That, that's how they, they got rid of the the, the Brits by yep. by shooting them. When the Brits said, "Give us back your guns," and they went, "Nope," and they shot the Brits. <laughs> and then all all of yeah. a sudden, they had to fight the Indians. Yeah. And then they had they had to fight each other, the North and the South. And then now they all think they're fighting the deep state. Yeah. And there could be civil war again. They're not going to give up their guns. And I mean, this is the country that gave Osama bin Laden guns and gave, you know, basically was the birth, the starting point of ISIL. Like, you know, they were trying to get the Chechnyans out of Russia. So they gave, they kind of, the CIA trained Osama bin Laden and trained them and gave them guns. And then, you know, created this whole thing. Mm. There's this um, whole theory of thought on September 11th, how it's, um, it's called blowback. So basically September 11th was a part of a strategy to um, pay back America on foreign policy issues, um, things that they've done to other countries. Mm. So, you know, they have meddled in other in other countries' foreign affairs mm. and now they're kind of feeling the heat they're getting back, it back on them. Yeah. What, what do you think of him actually pulling out of Syria and pulling out of Afghanistan? The, it's it's really messy and if you've ever been to these countries, my parents have lived and worked in Saudi Arabia and mm. I've I've been to Saudi Arabia. These are countries, like specifically Saudi Arabia, they, they were nomadic tribes people up until like what the British discovered oil in the 60s. Yeah. So they were nomadic tribes people who were like, they still behead people. Like, yeah. And we, we act so shocked, but like they never had that kind of, that kind of, um, they were never given the opportunity to develop into, you know, modern culture like we were. They didn't go through a bunch of crazy cavemen and no, you should just leave not, them alone not at Seriously, all I've been, oh, but like, I do think I do think we're never going to change it those things run deep Th- that hatred and yep. those wars they run deep they're tribal leave them alone yeah I was in Afghanistan and Iraq went over there with Doc Neeson from the Angels wow. to do See, shows for the troops that uh, probably with me there hosting is probably enough to make <laughs> you want to kill yourself let alone the enemy <laughs> And, and they, uh, anyway, I got to know a lot of the troops yep. on the tour and, uh, you know, they're all doing the thing for the country. They'll go wherever they want to go. Yep. But a lot of them said, um, we don't want to end up being the police here. Like, we'll fight for our country. Yep. We'll, we'll go and stop people from doing the wrong thing. But don't leave us here for years and years and years to police the country. That's a country's job. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of what's happened. The problem is that the US and other countries have decided that the democracy that we live under and we live by needs to be applied to every other country. That doesn't no. always work. That is, freedom isn't free. We've got to go and fight for freedom I know, everywhere. I Everybody know. needs freedom just like us. But it's, it's so tough. I mean, we 
do need to find the balance. Okay, what makes the world a better place? And, you know, we're seeing mass migration due to a lot of these countries just really like, you know, murdering their own people. And that, that is the whole issue with refugees. Mm. I mean, if we if we went to these countries and helped a few of them out, then maybe we wouldn't have the refugee problem. Like this, the poor Sudanese, they're just like and, and a lot of these a lot of these refugees are in internment camps for like 10, 15 years with well, no hopes of leaving. I'm a big basketball fan and I just think we need more Sudanese. Not not just in Australia, know, but in the teams. Great. I know. Because I mean Deng and Deng Deng, yeah. Deng Akuth, there's so many Dengs. Well And they're they're brilliant basketball players. Yeah, they are. And but we've got like look at the um the our Melbourne the refugee Melbourne soccer player, Hakim mm. Al Arabi, who is now in Thailand and has been there for two months because Bahrain um, believe he um he committed this crime and they want to take him back and he's fighting to not go oh, back. Yeah, fair enough. And now Scott Morrison is having to get involved. But what a lot of people don't know is the Australian Federal Police tipped Interpol off to let him know that to let them know he was travelling. So it's kind of we've got ourselves into our own this sticky mm. mess and now, you know, we've got a great soccer player who but if we can help people get into this country and, and you know, their country is horrible and it's falling apart, unfortunately there is a cue that they have to take. But yeah. if it's dire circumstances yeah. where they're being persecuted because they're a religion, whether they're Muslim or Catholic or, or yeah. whatever, then and we're saving their lives, then th- those we people should be it. given a rite of passage. 100%. Um, what do you think of um, Karen Phelps, obviously, Dr. Professor Karen Phelps, yeah. saying that, uh, you know, doctors need to be going to Nauru so they can examine the people there and then they need to be brought to the mainland and they're basically being given passage if yeah. they're like, oh, I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> and what um, what was very funny too, talking about t- getting back to Tony Abbott, was his his uh, answer to that was, well, we can't, we shouldn't let doctors make those decisions because as we all know, they err on the side of compassion. <laughs> <laughs> That was his yeah. direct quote. So I Well, I'm they like, do. I don't want to go to work today, Doc. Can I please get a, uh, a prescription? Yeah, sure, man. Here you go. Just, just pay the Medicare. No so problem. essentially they're giving people um, a trip to Australia as a new age medical certificate. Yeah. And that, that's a way for Karen to, you know, I mean, obviously you, you kind of, there's no kids on Nauru apparently there according is, to the Liberal is, Party, but there, there are. Is there. Still, um, there is still, I think, about five to ten kids um, on But they're on, really naughty. Uh, like I've heard should, that they, they haven't been up. doing their homework. Yeah, <laughs> you know they they uh, they don't eat all of their greens. It's look, it was it's a really tough situation yeah. because the boats had to stop. Like it was it was not good. Yeah, and it's it's to a certain extent it stopped the people smugglers. But yeah. I mean I've got friends who want to live in Australia who you know come out here on their their holiday visas and then they got to go back and they've been applying for years to live here, and they just keep getting put back. But people can just jump on a boat or. Well, we no, have more people coming on the pl- on the plane than overstaying more, their visas. We have more like Chinese and um, more Irish overstaying their visas yeah. than we do um, people coming by boat or um, you know. It, it doesn't help when there's you know the crime rate in Melbourne and they got you know African gangs and that's that's going to get everyone up in arms and go oh there's African gangs they've got to stop the boats again. But that to me is a question of a, that is a failure in our system of um, helping assimilate. Like yeah. we have we have managed to do it in Sydney. Yeah, um, we have pockets of communities that aren't. Violent Island that, mm. you know, do very well. The only time we've ever had an issue was the Cronulla riots and we got through that. So I do think that is a failure within that government, that state government, of not addressing it and addressing it correctly. I think we need to um, we need to get people in there and help them. Like these are people who've literally come from countries where they've been they child soldiers, stuff. but they've yeah. been child soldiers. Mm. The only thing they know is how to fight. Some of the story is ridiculous. So my, my stepdad was a federal politician for 30 years, David, Crazy. David Joel, absolute legend. Yeah. 
And he, like like most federal politicians, would, would be helping uh, families in their electorate bring their other family members from overseas. And some of the stories that he was hearing so from sad. a lot of African countries, like uh, one guy, they cut his feet off and held a gun to his head oh. and made him walk through the sand. Yeah. Another kid was made to eat his own brother, otherwise they were going to kill him. It's it's brutal. Like the how, stuff. How do you help people when they when they had that stuff happen well, in their life and told them, everything's going to be okay here? We're going to look after you. Yeah, I mean, they're but, going to be a bit skeptical. But essentially, too, like they come over and they're basically given some money and some housing, and you know, then that's it. Like there's no kind of follow-on support system, which I think is. It's like what a rapper that just got a record deal and a whole heap of cash. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like, know what to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it's all gone. I don't know what to do now. Yeah, exactly. And so I think we. We need to get into those communities and provide more support. We don't need to ostracise them more by saying there's issues. I have an idea. Okay, go. Everyone in Australia has to do the under the wing thing. (laughs) Yeah. So what you do is is you've got someone who's come from the Rue or you've got someone that's come from uh, another country and then you just got to show them around for for a day. Or you just like... It can be your Sunday, your your day off, once a year. Once a year. You could sign up to be a big brother. Yeah. Oh, see what I did there. Oh, I'm trying to get the show back, so I do my own little version of it. Yeah. Welcome back. Your big brother's finally back. Everyone, stop harassing me on my Facebook page. Thank you very yeah. much. Hey, uh, well, this has been awesome. I, lo- I love talking politics with you. You know, know so much about it, and, and your show's amazing. Get some more podcasts going. Okay, I will. I will try and get some more podcasts. Ron Wilson up. was great. Ron Wilson is uh, Dan Dan Illich. Oh, Absolute legend. Get him on as well. He knows his politics back to front. That yeah, kid. Yeah, so good. We we actually were, we had some great guests on. It was a, it was a lot of fun. And we are going to bring it back. We are definitely bringing it back. When with who? <laughs> maybe maybe you get me on to talk about how I I'm wanna, the George I'm, Soros of Australian politics and now. how Karen Phelps is uh, has got her seat because of me. I, I see. I don't know how you think that is true, but please tell me. I'll tell you. <laughs> So what happened was um, I knew that she needed to get in and everyone said there's not a chance. Yeah. And I thought, well, I know this Facebook thing pretty well. Oh, yes. I reckon I can uh, pump up a couple ads. So I spent like $12.50 on Facebook (laughs) ads. And uh, the only reason why I'm claiming that I wish she won by like 1,800 votes or something like that. On preferences, yeah, both basically. Yeah, but we, but we well, hey, <laughs> even more so it helped then. We uh, we had about 15,000 people watch our interview on yep. on Facebook, no, not to mention all the clips, which yeah, is thousands on Instagram yeah. and stuff like that. And I don't know how many on the audio podcast, but uh, I was talking to a couple of people at the polling booth and um, they said, they said, oh, I saw you in the interview with Karen. I said, many people see it, and, and oh yeah, we've probably had about ten different yeah. people talk about it today. And I'm like, yes, I know, it's you my did fault. Well. Okay, so ne- next time you see her, you need to tell her that. Yeah, and I need to get some sort of a grant. But is it, do they have podcast <laughs> grants? Because I'm not making any money out of this shit. I mean, really? Aren't you paying me? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Oh, you paid for that. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I paid I'll for pay for your parking. You paid for that. No, I paid for that already. Uh, I guess that's all we've got time for. Damn. <laughs> hey, let's. I can at least promote your uh, Instagram. I know. Instagram at Michelle Stevenson. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Underscore. Stevenson with a PH. Um, yeah, listen to me every day. Nova Entertainment. Whatever Nova you are listening to. Give my love to the family, Kate, Tim and Marty. And and Fitzy and Whipper. Oh, Fitzy and Whipper. We love a good Fitzy. I I miss Fitzy. Friday night games. I know. We used to call him Fryzy. He was so much fun. He probably still is. I don't know. He's still a lot of fun. Can confirm. Um, This has been a lot of fun. Cool, man. I want to come back. Let's do it again sometime. Yeah, 100%. Love it. Done. Michelle Stevenson, ladies and gentlemen. 
Oh, hey, wait. What? Sorry. Okay. I, I, was... I forgot to say one thing. Go. Uh, we're, we're coming to you from Picture Sound Studios. That's Morgan. Morgan, oh, quick. Oh, yes. Come over here. Morgan has these amazing <laughs> studios called Picture Sound. They are in Crow's Nest in Sydney. And this is where everyone on the ACAST network should come and do their show. Yeah, I'm going to move in, actually. And, oh, and, yeah. and, and the Nova Studios. Say something. Hi, everyone. Isn't she beautiful? Yeah, she got a nice voice. She should be on the camera, not behind it. I know. Is it it really bassy? I love it. I could hear you talk all the time. (laughs) All right. Go Sydney Kings for the finals. Thank you very much, everybody. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 